You think you know me? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Kings of the Rings podcast, the real wrestling royalty of Rant with Ant and Wrestle Addict Radio, featuring your hosts, the founder, Will Tarashuk. It's me, it's me, it's with Lee T. That's T's and Thomas, A-R-A-S-H-U-K. Dusty Dave Malkowich. The man of a thousand gimmicks. Goodbye. Mwah. And good night, bang. And our resident universal royalty, King Ricky Rose. I'm the third man of a Kings of the Rings podcast. You don't deserve my presence, but here I am. Joining us every week is a member from the kingdom to give wrestling the royalty it deserves. So, without further ado, behold the king, the king of kings. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, welcome everyone to the 136th episode of the Kings of the Rings podcast. Where did that come from? I have no idea. No, half the time I don't know what I'm going to say until it comes out of my mouth. Um, we are going to be breaking down Raw and SmackDown this week. If you want to catch our Elimination Chamber review, just $1 will get you into our Patreon Two, three dollars will get you into the second tier of our Patreon. Five dollars get you to our third tier of our Patreon, which gets you exclusive content, monthly shows, weekly shows, um, that in our chat, so much other goodies of the Kings of the Rings podcast, exclusive content, only for our 10,000 patrons, who we love so much. KOTR underscore podcast, anyone, everywhere podcast can be found, rantwithant.com, and Wrestle Addict Radio, and exclusively on SoundCloud, you just love us so much. Listen to us on all of them. St- download, subscribe on all of them. Support the show. Be the brand. Buy our merch. All that shit. T's and Thomas. A-R-A-S-H-U-K. William is my first name. I just call myself William. I never do that ever. What the hell's wrong with me? Maybe it's Raw and SmackDown is so mediocre and like, yeah, I'm just feeling weird tonight. Dave, how you feeling? Uh, I'm feeling great. A lot better than you were feeling on Sunday, apparently. Oh my god, dude. I don't want to talk about that. But, uh, <laughs> anyway, it's Dusty Dave, the man of a thousand gimmicks, one half of the hashtag Belt Bros with Nate the and Gray. You can find me on Facebook, David Malkwich, M-A-L-K-I-E-W-I-C-H. You can find me on Instagram, O-Z-T-E-P-O-8. You can find me on Snapchat, O-Z-T-E-P. And you can find me on Twitter, K-O-T-R underscore Dusty Dave. And how am I doing? Davey Morebelge just got another belt. Number eight is on its motherfucking way. That's enough about me, but where would I be without my liege, Dilly Dilly? How are you, King Ricky? Did you just Dilly Dilly me? I did he's just a, Dilly he's Dilly. A, he's a psychopath, man. Jesus, goodness. I, I, I wanted to be a belt bro up until you just had Dilly Dilly. Hey, I'm hey like, he, 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 he thought, he thought th- Samoan doing the haka was racist. It's th- crazy. There, there are, there are only two belt bros. Sorry, it's a very... All right, all right. How, Very how special many does, club. How many allowed. does Nate have? How many does? Oh, I'm, I'm not allowed. That sounds racist, Dave. That's racist. That's a, 
Yeah, that sounds that sounds fucked up. Yeah, way way to infringe on my freedom. I should be part of any club I want. Any club I want, <laughs> Dave. You're Ladies funny. and gentlemen, my my name is King Ricky Rose, the general manager of Wrestling Grado. That's an exclusive club that Dave will never be a part of. The executive producer of Kings of the Rings podcast. Again, another club Dave will never be a part of. The Happy. social media ambassador of KOTR underscore podcast on all social media, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat. Another club Dave kind of has an interest I, in. I, I <laughs> actually was social media ambassador before you took it over, so nice job. And you did, you did a stellar job. We yeah, went no, from I'm your a, I'm a belt, bro. <laughs> I'm a belt. You guys can go fuck yourselves. I'm a belt, bro, too. You see this shit? You see this shit, Dave? This is a belt. Oh my god, Will, how did you get that belt? I don't know. Oh, Uh, that's right. We bought it for you. How'd I get it? I earned it. You didn't hear? You earned earned the Paper Divas Championship. You didn't hear? I ran across the pond. That's why I ran. I'm Jesus. And I pinned Pete Dunn for it. You didn't hear? It's next week's NXT UK. It's next week's NXT UK again, so I spoiled it for you. It's it's fine. It's fine. The only thing you're spoiling it for is Nikki Skywalker. Oh, yeah. You can find this me personally. Can, can you? Can, I'm in an intro here, you bastards. <laughs> you can find me personally on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, uh, DMs, text messages, all that hot shit. And also revamping my own nightlife party at Ambassador Biggs, B I G Z Ambassador Biggs. Uh, will never slap me again, even though I know you're drunk and it was your birthday. No, next time I do that, I give you full permission <laughs> to hit me in the mouth. I'll take advantage of that next time. Um, also, Will, what are your thoughts on Topanga? What? Topanga. What the hell is that? You t- you've never seen Boy Meets World? No. Are you serious? Yeah, Will, no, I never watched Will, it. Will, yes. no, I, Will, yeah, I never watched it. You're a hashtag canceled, man. No, nah, yeah, I'm, I'm a hashtag belt bro. Yeah. KOT, KOT 136, belt bro. This guy, right here. Yeah, whatever. We, we, <laughs> we're going to do I'm going to bring out my NXT belt. Um... But yeah, never mind. I'll just never mind what's a penguin. What about Kel Mitchell? Of course, I know Kel Mitchell. He says hi. Whoa, that's awesome. I met wink wink. I met Kel Mitchell at McKeebs, so I'm ass- I'm assuming that that means he's going to be coming to Parlay very soon. Probably the same thing with uh, maybe. No, Danielle he's coming Fischl. on the KOTR podcast. No, we're not bringing Kel Mitchell on a Can we, podcast. though? Dude, I would, I would nut we'd so have hard. To ch- we'd have to chug orange soda the entire time. Dude, <coughs> I don't even like orange soda, but I would down a bottle just for him. That, I don't think that would be good for your intestinal situation. No, actually, it's the exact opposite. It's fine for my intestinal situation. If it was, like, pickle juice, I couldn't do it. That, yeah, but who wants, who wants to fucking drink pickle juice? I mean, if Kel loved pickle juice, it would be pickle juice, but Kel doesn't yeah, love pickle don't, juice. Don't do pickleback shots. All right, all right, all right. We're getting off track. Um, so guys, elevation. Let me check where camera went. Raw and SmackDown review coming up right after the break. Do not go anywhere. Vicky, you finished your intros, right? All right, perfect. What up, fam? It's your boy JC Bones of the Fourth Wall Wrestlecast, and you are listening to Wrestle Addict Radio. And we're back. All right, guys. Raw. Let's get into it as Raw Ricky joins the Belt Bros. Hold on, I'm, uh, I've got to get the right one. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Hashtag, hashtag, I got multiple belts. Hashtag uh, belt bro. I'm not yeah. going down to the basement to get any of my seven belts already. So cool. So apparently you were a king belt bro. <laughs> no, I, I I'm like 
I have the most belts in this podcast. Thank you very much. You know, wow. if you were, if you were, <laughs> if you, wow, Dave. I, how many, how many of those belts have you bought sober? All of them. Lies, lies I all around. I, I remember. I, I remember <laughs> when we had four belts and nothing held like the pants. <laughs> no, uh, no, it's because I got the Cena belt at the fucking Rumble. And that oh thing's God, heavy you, as shit. You, bought, you, you also got the belt. IC belt. <laughs> uh, I got the IC belt at Takeover. I got the Cena belt at Rumble. Um, They're still all in one weekend, and you were hammered for most of it. And you know what? I, no, I, I, I you, you guys, you guys belt. say I was more hammered than I was. If we want to talk about who was the most hammered that weekend. Maddie Fish. Ding, oh, also, ding, ding. also me, dude. I, I watching the Rumble. No, I was watching the Rumble live with a splitting headache. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but at least Maddie Fish didn't yell tranquilo throughout the entire fucking takeover card. Oh dude, it, I just yelled tranquilo through the Andrade match. Thank you very much. It, that Andrade match was like an hour. <laughs> dude, Ray came out. I heard you from the food line. Tranquilo. <laughs> 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 oh god alright Eagles okay. never heard of him so uh, so uh, uh, we're going into Raw and Smackdown but first breaking news this week Ugh. Ty Dillinger uh I wow, think his real I think his Dave. real name is uh Ronnie oh, Arnell has officially asked for his release from WWE wow um, Debbie Downer Dave over here I, yeah. I have two. I have also announced my release from WWE. I am going to AEW. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'm still on the contract with WWE. Uh, they've said now that Will is leaving, I can actually get a proper singles push. Ooh, both goddamn time. You deserve it, <laughs> Yeah, dude. right? Yeah, you know, Big E over there. <laughs> yeah, I'm I the can Xavier, I'm the Xavier holding you back. You're not really the Xavier. I feel hey, like I can hey, hey, yo, if, if you're Biggie, if you're Xavier, I'll happily take my Kofi push. Thank you very much. You're not Kofi at all. You are totally on the indie scene. You never leave the indie scene. You are bigger than WWE. You feel like you are better than WWE, and you're going to show them by joining AEW. That's the Dave storyline. You actually invented the Meltzer driver, <laughs> and you gave it to the Young Bucks. <laughs> yo. <laughs> They're my friends. They're my friends. Gotta help out my friends. Right, Dave's, right. Dave's that's, a disenfranchised that's... indie wrestler that hates yeah. WWE. We're never giving him a chance. Dave, Dave, you're gonna get franchise tagged by Ring of Honor. Have <laughs> 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 fun in mediocrity. <laughs> you, can, you can be with the first batch of NXT call ups who aren't doing anything on the roster right now. But, guys, the second batch of NXT call ups came out of nowhere on Monday. We got Rick O'Shea. Very weird. All right, so how long before until Rick O'Shea is just Rick? Alistair Black is just Alistair? Journey Gargano is just no. Gargano? And it's Chomper Chomper is tomato. They're going to make Alistair Black black. 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 <laughs> uh, they'll, pro they'll probably just make Ricochet Shea. Um, Shea versus Black. Gargano. No, Gar but... John. <laughs> John Gargano. No, no, they'll just call him wrestling. Call but wrestling. no, um, wrestling. It, I uh, I was really uh, surprised with this announcement. They announced it earlier on in the day that um, the four of them were going to be uh, coming. Initially, it was just to Raw. It wasn't until the following day when SmackDown started its broadcast that we found out that they uh, were going to. 
But the interesting thing is uh, they had Tommaso Ciampa and Gargano bring their championship belt. About fucking time. Thank God, dude. It was good because like, I'm, I'm tired of them doing these NXT calls and not having them bring the belts with them. Like, you need to, like, if you're going to make NXT a proper third brand, those guys have to be carrying those belts at all times. Yeah, man, and I'm Triple glad. And I'm glad Vince didn't stop them from doing that. I also like how Triple H screwed up his own freaking line. That was great. I think, Vince, like, oh. I think Vince was sick today, and Triple H was like, finally! <laughs> no. But, um, yeah, no, we, we haven't seen the NXT Championship on the main roster since Kevin Owens did it, and uh, yep. he was introduced to uh, challenge John Cena. Uh, so John it, Cena. It, it was nice, and um, obviously North American Championship's a new championship, so I like that it's getting more exposure. And then and they we also were, gave them the NXT logos when they uh, when they their um their yeah they gave that the, the NXT art, name yeah. bars, um yeah. and obviously we remember when Paige came to the main roster relinquished it and won the Divas Championship her first night so it 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 does seem like they're moving forward to making NXT an like official third brand. Who knows if that means that it's going to be part of the Fox deal on Fox Sports 1 or on one of the Fox subsidiaries, but I like here's, it. Here's here's NXT's future. We kind of touched upon this on the um, Elimination Chamber review. You can watch $1 patrons. Um, all the patrons. Um, NXT is going... I think this is NXT's future. It's going to be two hours. It's going to be in regular arenas. And it's going to be exclusive to the network. It's going to be just like Raw and SmackDown. It's exclusive on the network. I think it's fine. I mean, because this is the first time, besides Triple H doing it on like an after takeover like video, that he called it a brand on national TV. Mm-hmm. Like that's a huge move. That's what it and is, though. It is. Yeah. It's, it is the unofficial official third brand. But we've always they've oh, they have always treated NXT as this developmental system, which for a time a period in time it was, but not anymore. These guys are just as good, if not better than some of the guys on the main roster, and Triple H is just showing them off now yeah. at the it, biggest part of the year, WrestleMania it, season. It, it, it just sucks that Monday night's crowd was across the board very, one of the more dead crowds we've seen. So, uh, like, a lot of people were, who obviously hadn't had the exposure of these NXT superstars, were sitting, like... Almost as if they didn't even care what was happening in front of them. So they really did a big disservice to themselves. I mean, I've mentioned each of these guys like I had followed on the indie scene and gone back to check out on the indie scene. Like I followed Alistair Black when he was Tommy N, Ricochet in all of his glory with PWG in New Japan. Then Johnny Gargano with Evolve, and obviously Tommaso Ciampa also with Evolve, um, but uh, Chaotic Wrestling as well. So, obviously the marks... Which he is returning to Chaotic Wrestling. Yeah, I, I saw that, which is absolutely awesome. Uh, I really do like how they're having... They're setting up these fe- like feeder relationships with uh, WWE developmental and... Uh, these partner companies, um, but yeah, it's, it's a big step, but obviously one step at a time because 
I don't feel that uh, the four of them are going to be on the main roster on a frequent basis. Uh, I think the main roster is overcrowded right now, and I think they haven't set up uh, people to take their positions in NXT completely yet. Mm. Yeah, it was it was it was weird. It was it was weird because there's still unfinished storylines with all of these guys, except Alistair Black in NXT. By all these guys, I mean Johnny and uh, Tomato Champa, because like they they're in a, like they still have the belts. They still have the belts. They're still in a feud, and like it's like who is gonna take it off? The double team? Maybe. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe. But here's here, here's also the thing as well is that this isn't unprecedented. It's unprecedented to have all of them come up at this time and announce it, sure, but KO did the same thing. KO came up and did double duty. He had a rivalry with Cena, at the same time having a rivalry with Finn Balor. And he and he was able to pull it off, and if you're that damn good, you're that damn good. And also, to go to the crowd, there's two schools of thought here. Yes, for if you want to make them seem like a huge deal, especially to a television crowd, you, you debut them in a Mark City. You debut them in Chicago. You debut them in Brooklyn, where they're going to just tear new, them. Even New Orleans. New Orleans. You, you debut them in Philly, where people know who they are, and the place is going to go absolutely apeshit for them. That's one school of thought to get them over as fuck. Also, another school of thought, which I think is also the Vince school of thought, is that if you're good, you're good, and you can get the crowd on your side no matter where you are. And I think that was proven with only really one person. That was Ricochet on Monday. When Ricochet started doing his stuff, the crowd actually started coming alive. Because it's fucking incredible. Yeah, it's like, that it's too. Like, it's like, how the fuck does he do that? It's like Orange Cassidy. I'm still trying to figure it out. <laughs> God, I love Orange Cassidy. <laughs> really curious to see what Jim Cornette's reaction was to uh, the flippy shit. But Jim um, Cornette. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> but yeah, no. Uh, it 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 was really nice. And I mean, obviously, like I'm a big fan of all four of them, more so for Alistair and Ricochet. And to be able to see them on that screen, like, you know, it was, it, it was a pretty awesome moment. And it was I, just I, so I, random. It was so random. It's like, what? what? Really? Oh, it's, it's cool. It's one of those <laughs> things like, well, cause when you, it historically in, in a sense, when you debut somebody or bring somebody back or call somebody up leading into WrestleMania, they usually get a spot at WrestleMania because you have this crazy faith in them. And I don't know if they're going to do that with these guys. They Obviously, better not be gonna... Andre. They better not be Andre the Giant Battle Royal. It's like, possible. The Women's Battle Royal had a shit ton of NXT women in there. It was all, it was also it was also the yeah. first the first WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal. Like Yeah, but we've had we've had NXT people in the Andre the Giant before. Baron Corbin won it when he was still huh? NXT. Yes, that's true. Hideo Tommy was in it when he was in NXT. <laughs> oh, yeah. He was a thing. <laughs> if they're coming up to the main roster, I don't want them to be pigeonholed in that match because that match rarely showcases their talent on another show. It's just on the pre-show. Yeah, but if you have nothing for them, you gotta... I mean, the, WrestleMania's, WrestleMania, everybody has to remember, is not... The Mark Show. It's not for us. It's not for you. It's for the casuals. Which it should be. Well, yeah, absolutely. Because you gotta draw. You gotta well. You you, you draw the seventy thousand into the stadium by Marks. 
But to get that like that main media spotlight, it, it makes it, we talked about this last year. It makes perfect sense that WrestleMania is marketed towards the casual because you gotta get those headlines, you gotta get those big things like Ronda Rousey debuting. It all makes sense. Um, and the, like, these guys, a lot of people we, we we talked about this before. A lot of people don't didn't know these guys, um, and that's why they kind of got like a dull reaction. Now the WWE Network has two million subscribers, give or take five hundred thousand. Um, how many of those do you think watch NXT on a weekly basis? Let's say at max six. Like I said before on our on our pre-discussion, it's two million um, verified subscribers. It does you know that doesn't equate to people who have access to those two million subscribers accounts and credentials. Yeah, Christian, that also, you're welcome. That also may be the welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, ve- welcome, Danny Nolan, um, and and a couple other people that have access to my account. Um, but yeah, so it's it's just one of those things that. You can't really tell because there's there's the hard number of subscribers, but then there's the also like those ghost people who actually still watch the network that we don't know about. So I would say at max six hundred and fifty thousand out of that two million plus whatever it is. Yeah, I would say every week right at eight o'clock, like they don't miss it, don't miss a beat while they watch within like a few hours or twenty four hours. Three hundred thousand. I would say two fifty three hundred max. People kind of watch it here and there, like me, or it kind of binges it all at once, still follows it, I would say five to six max. That's not a lot of people. For WWE's global audience, that's a very, very, very small portion of their whole audience. Yeah. So it makes sense that these guys get called up, and it's kind of like a, who? What are these belts? What's NXT? Yeah. Which all, it, it brings credence more. I mean, if you're going to build NXT, yes, you got to highlight and bring these people up to the main roster more. And you got to start branching NXT into an official third brand. But also, it could bring credence to why are we calling up these people randomly if we have one, nothing for them. And two, if it's not after a major mark pay per view. Well, like, I'll tell you I, why. <laughs> Becky Lynch wasn't on TV. <laughs> That's true. Um, but also, it was like. I, I liked the idea of having call-ups after Mania and having call-ups debut after Big Fours, and maybe even Money in the Bank, because that's where your your marks are gonna your marks are gonna be. But your Big Fours are now Super Show weekends, like they're a, they're a huge fucking deal. But and marks and marks are, are traveling okay. to them. And What's people, up? People are kind of saying like on the internet, "Oh, WWE's already burying these guys. Like, there's nothing. What are they doing, guys?" What no, it's Ma- showcasing. What What did Macho Man always say? The cream always rises. Cream always rises to the top, brother. Like you can't, you can't just discredit these guys on one appearance. What, the, what they're doing with the other call-ups, maybe, but these guys are all stars. These guys have gotten over in every single promotion they've ever been in, ever. And they position them to look like stars. You had cold tell backstories galore for all of them. Oh, absolutely. And and the one adva- the one advantage I see with what they've done for both sets of call-ups doing this is exposing them to the audience to get them comfortable in front of it. But the storylines for the first set aren't there. You have pro you have vignettes of Nikki watching a match saying play with Nikki. Okay, you have Lacey you have Lacey Evans doing walkout walk to the rings and walk back i'm sorry that does nothing for her character to my uh, in my opinion you have lars you have lars sullivan who we we have no idea what's going on after he had to go home because of his uh anxiety issues you have ec3 who until the past week or so hadn't had a match and you're taking away his 
biggest pro his microphone. And then you have, you've started to see Tucker and Dozer in matches, but you first had them in weird angles interrupting a moment of bliss being creepy. I, Which is really I, funny. It's I, so funny. I, I, I personally think that doesn't do anything for their characters. Yeah, so, I'm, I'm with Dave on this one, especially since you have these guys highlighted on both shows in matches, in big spots, kind of making it look like a big deal. Like, these five, six guys and women, guys and gals who got called up, kind of be like, are you fucking kidding me? This well, they called them up four at a time. Yeah, I don't know why they, like, I don't know why they did these and then not the others, but it's also that... Like I said, the the four that we brought up, Alistair, Ricochet, uh, Ciampa, and Gargano, they're all going back to NXT mm-hmm. for, for how, however long. But also... For, Ricochet they, can see probably not too much but, longer. But, but also, the four of them were like... Cream of the crop. The cream of the crop. They're ready for their call-ups. I, I think Nikki was ready for a call-up. EC3... Could have stayed. No, I I I think EC3 would have been good if they had him debut in the Rumble, not not. But he um, like a Drew. But like I I was surprised of all the tag teams. It was heavy machinery, and I was too. And if you're gonna bring up a tag team, best way would be showcase them in a good tag team match. Put him against the Revival. Put them against inter tag team here. Don't have them in these awkward segments. And then Lacey Evans, if, if you're telling me that she's talented enough that she deserved this call up, then have her show me what she can do on the main roster. Because I don't even think she was as good as people say in NXT. I think she is, and her she is probably of those original call-ups from the last couple of months. She has the brightest future, because um, I think she has the she has the package that can. She has a main roster character. Is this the, this, is the, this is the original call-ups? The original call-ups, yeah. Yeah, late Lacey. Yeah, Lacey. I say Lacey. She's she's the main. I mean, I understand what you're saying, Dave, but also like. There's, there's the bigger issue there is the development of the women's division. The women's division has been centered around that title and Ronda Rousey and whatever whoever's going for that thing. And there's nothing for the for the women in the lower part of a card unless you have these tag team titles. But that's not a but that's not a fault of Lacey's. That's a fault of the of the development of a division. You're you're, you're telling me they couldn't put Lacey in a match against say Natalia. Who yeah, would but be? A, Natty's, who, where's Natty? They did who, a drill. Yeah, where, where's Natty? Natty wasn't even on TV. Yeah, no, but 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 I I'm yeah. saying I'm saying if you want to have a woman come to the main roster, but they're not to be something for give her one of the most technically sound women to show what she can do. Yes, obviously, a, obviously she's Dave. not going to be put right in they, the title picture because that's occupied by Ronda, Becky, and Charlotte. Or you could even have her do more on SmackDown because Asuka doesn't have a fucking competitor. But also think about this, Dave. One, they already get they put her up against Natty at the Rumble, which was what Will said. But also, this is WrestleMania. This is WrestleMania season. You're not going to waste too much television time on developing somebody. You have this is balls to the wall. It is the wrong time to do it. However, here's the positive: she's still on TV. Mm-hmm. I like what uh, she's doing personally. I, she's still on I, TV. I think what she's doing right now does nothing if not hurts her character 
It that's gives her an appearance. Me. It gives her an appearance. Brock doesn't uh, do but, but, Brock doesn't okay. do shit on TV, but bounce around. You, 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 but he's can't, a big you deal. can't compare Lacey Evans what she's doing on TV and Brock Lesnar. What is La- what's di- what's different from what Lacey Evans does on TV than what Brock does on TV? There is absolutely nothing. Brock doesn't speak. Lacey doesn't speak. I'd love to Brock see Lacey walks- in F five though. <laughs> Lacey's done nothing to deserve a no speaking gimmick. What do you mean? EC3 did nothing. Brock has been with Paul Heyman just about his whole career. He hasn't had okay. to talk. Lacey and when he does no talk, speaking gimmick. Dude, uh, sh- sh- Lace- she's Lacey doing nothing. She's doing nothing. You can't you can't compare Dave, her she's to Brock Lesnar. On TV. She's appearing on TV and that's better than anything. You know who hasn't appeared on TV? Your beloved fucking Ty Dillinger. And no one talks about Ty anymore. Dude, my my beloved but Dave, Ty Dillinger? But Dave, I just Dave, said, Dave, bro, you're, guess you're what complete- everybody's talking about right now. Dude. Everybody's talking about Lacey Evans and that's what you want. You want people talking about you? Uh, I I think they're talking about her for the wrong reason because I think think a large portion of the fans have no idea what she's doing and are getting annoyed. Are are getting annoyed. Who else people get annoyed with? Leah Rush. But guess what? People still talk about Leah Rush. If you listen to our Patreon, I became a fan of Leah Rush. Thank you, Ricky. You're welcome. <laughs> yes, I, I, it's all I about getting. Rose. It's all about getting talked about, and if you can't get talked about, if you're not on TV. Yeah, I, I, I think Lacey Evans right now is fine. I mean, I think she still needs a little bit of ring work. You know, the thing with Natty, she looked, she looked okay. I, she still needs some work. She looked nervous, her, like you debut at the Rumble. Yeah, yeah, I would be nervous too. 50,000 people in a fucking baseball stadium. Yeah, coming out of a dugout, I'd be pretty fucking nervous. But her, her coming out and strutting her ass. She first of all, she has this, she carries a presence about her even yes. yeah, it is it is completely fucking random but when it happens i look up and go what's she doing yeah it's attention uh, i i i look up and be like wow this is fucking stupid and i change the channel till the next segment dave she walks down for 30 seconds you change the channel for 30 seconds hey see it's yeah. a good show bro <laughs> I, I, I disagree. I absolutely think she was not ready for a call up. I, I think what they're doing. I think the whole no, thing. Well, you want to know what? You're entitled to your wrong opinion. Thanks, Will. You're well, welcome, buddy. Yeah, no, that's that's not at all. I just think you're over. I think you're putting too much logic in a wrestling show. Like you, you forget this is wrestling. It's not always supposed to make sense. It's supposed to be entertaining. Oh, Bret Hart time! Bret Hart time! Bret Hart time! Bret Hart time! It's, Dave, it's not Dave, entertaining. Dave, it's not entertaining. Dave, suppo- wrestling is fake. <laughs> it's still real to me. Damn it! Bret Hart time. Fuck you. I love, I love Bret Hart time. <laughs> Bret Hart. <laughs> so, let, let her walk down to the ring. Let her grab the intensity. All these things are things that you remember. You remember? It's, no, you, what I remember is what she's wearing because she is. She's so true. regal. Like she yeah. looks like she's royalty. Some people have the it factor, and she and has that it and factor. She's not doing anything, but I, I, I don't care that she's not oh, doing here's, anything. Here's a good thing: WWE Hall of Famer Trish Stratus. You know what? The first couple of things she did when she debuted at the Nassau Coliseum in Uniondale, she, she walked girl? to. No, she walked to the fucking ring, didn't say a fucking word, and walked back. You know what the first thing Sable did? Well, you hear this. In, you hear this in uh, Rest Awards in March. One dollar, uh, five dollar patrons. Um, she comes down with Triple H at WrestleMania 12. She's like his escort. That's Wasn't it her and Pamela Anderson or something was, like that? No, it's just her. <coughs> but she said, was se- she was what? seconding Triple H. Trish Stratus, she went on to manage TNA. She established 
a character. You literally you don't yes, do that. What, you did, don't did, do that. Did, walking did, to the did, ring, turning did. around, and going back. Because that's what Trish Stratus actually did. That's how she established her character. It was all eyes on her as she walked to the ring and walked back. You know what, Dave? In a year or two from now, when Lacey Evans is a massive star, I'm going to take a five-ten-minute <laughs> rant and say you were wrong. <laughs> and you want to know what? I'll say I still don't like her, and I'll say I still don't think she deserved it, and I'll say good for you with a slow clap. But if Trish did the same thing, then why not you know, reinvent history again if they're so high on her? Sable literally did the exact okay. same thing. I, I disagree with why they're high on her. I don't see it. I don't see why they're so high on her when there's so many better people who they didn't call up. Let me guess, Kairi and Io no, Shirai? I, those are two, but I think they... I but think Dave, they, also, you I cannot think one kill... Of, I think Io Shirai is going to be in a women's title program approaching takeover new york but shayna baszler should be on the main roster dave dave there's an issue with this you cannot kill off a brand you cannot always bring in your top stars that's how you kill a brand that's that brand did, though well not well no because they're going back yeah so they're not they're not permanently there yet and even that, even then, when we think NXT is being killed off, we always bring in somebody else mm-hmm. to take the stop spot. Riddle, however, however, yeah, Keith Lee, exactly. But those guys aren't ready yet. We but. We, do, we still don't know whether Monday or Tuesday comes around if we're gonna see Champa, Black, Ricochet, and Gargano. The tapings They're are hold today. Until the shake up. No, no, but the thing is, the they do tapings, so it won't affect their. It. it, it doesn't no, so what, much affect each other. That's what, I see what he's saying. But I, 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 I think this should be a one and done. I think they should go back until they're wrapped up. I mean, maybe Alistair Black can stay up, but I kind of want to pivot a little bit. So out of, I don't care if we talk about Lacey Evans for so long. Out of these four <laughs> people who got called up, based on what we saw so far, I just want a one-name answer. Who is going to be the most successful? Ricky. Ricochet. Dave. Alistair Black. I'm also saying Alistair Black. I, I think he's got it all. It, 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 it. His, it's his presence, his character, his in-ring talent. Um, I would and, say all that for Ricochet. Oh, I think Ricochet is the uh, the more uh, the more the better PR person. I'm so worried that Ricochet is going to get pigeonholed into the cruiserweight division. If he would, if they did that, he would have been on 205. No, I I I'm not convinced at that. Are you are you scared that Johnny Gargano and Chopper are going to go to 205 Live too? I Johnny could Smaller. see I could see Johnny Gargano on two oh five live as well. You don't debut him on Raw and then bring him to two oh five live. They only did that to like Kalisto. They only did that you know, they only did that to the uh, you know, the actual cruiserweights. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, uh, like I, I really like it's for the same reason Neville, Austin Aries, I'm sorry, both of them they were great cruiserweights. They could have excelled mid card, but that WWE still had the stigma about the smaller guys. And first, he was just a commentator with a banana in his pocket. Yeah, he was great. He had to get his potassium level up. I miss A Um But it was A <laughs> Double was good at commentator. Also, the thing was at that time the cruiserweight division was still in its infancy, and you need stars there. Number one, number two, the WWE roster was loaded at the point, and it still is a loaded roster. It's hard to just you know just bring people in there and put them in place you can't just pick and choose you got to have something for them and i would rather have good stars on every brand building them all up 
instead of just loading up one roster. Because then you destroy everything else. Yeah. It was kind of weird, though, seeing Tommaso Ciampa and Gargano, like, together and not really having any dissension. Because you see on NXT TV, like, they kind of have... Like he's kind it's of a back and forth. Downs. It's a little awkward. It's kind of like, how can you bring them up and pretend like nothing that's happened that have ever happened and still kind of mention that it happened? But uh, they, they uh, still were kind WWE of separate. WWE does that all the time. Like if it does, it, like if it's not main roster, it yeah, doesn't happen. Weird. Don't don't forget the first last woman standing match was on NXT. But no, Oscar, that's not Oscar the game. Cross. Um, but also the. Even though they were they were kind of unified a bit, they still kept their they still kept their NXT characters. Like Chapo was totally in gimmick. It was pretty good. I also like the backstage se- I <laughs> I also like the backstage segment they had with uh with the revival and Rude and, and Gable, which was a total NXT spot. Oh yeah, and, it's fantastic. And there and Gable was like, Oh, what are you guys doing here? Like, you know, why do you guys get a get a shot right now? And Gargano's like, as far as I'm concerned, we're the best wrestling brand in the world, mm-hmm. and we've been doing, and we've been having the best feuds and the best matches mm-hmm. throughout the past couple of years. Why not us? And I was like, you're absolutely right, Johnny. Well, like, here's, <laughs> here's one thing WWE on the main roster, something like Michael Cole and the announcers need to do more to help out the people that are being called up. They got to mention the names like Kevin Owens, like Sami Zayn, like Finn Balor, like Shinsuke. Like the alum- you mean the alumni? The, the alumni who came up and were successful. Like, listen, these guys are past NXT champions. These guys are past NXT successes. They had some of the greatest tag team runs, like Chad Gable even. Like, they need to start build- They need to start putting over the guys, the alumni, so they can get over the freshmen at the same time. What I also did enjoy is that of all the matches, especially on Raw, um, to make the guys look the best, they gave... Uh, Gargano and Ciampa the best the best way to look to look good. They gave him somebody that they were totally comfortable with with the revival, mm-hmm. and they l- they let him have a, just like a quick match, but a damn good one. You know that was something I also thought about when I was watching. I was like, if you want the like, because you 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 know the casual fans not gonna really know these people, but how do you kind of grab the people who also know and love them? I think the way to not do it is put it with put them with the people they've been in feuds with forever. Not to do it. Not to do it. Like it's like great, we're getting revival of this DIY game. We've seen this a million times in NXT. Why are we getting this again? Yeah, but it's not for you. It's for the main. It's for the main crowd. I know. I think but, it's but, good. But, 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 but either way, the main crowd isn't going to know them. So you're, you're probably doing this. So yes, you can do it but, again. Right, but, but also, it's not also for you. Who do know them really won't. But it's not for the diehards. It's not for the diehards. But the diehards are going to follow him wherever. Them over, you should cater to the diehards. Because they're going to help him get over. Like, okay, Balor. Balor getting called up was a, was a prime example. Because when he first came up, the arm thing, only the diehards did that. And then the, then the casuals caught on, and now everyone does it. Yes, but it's not for the diehards. It's for the main thing. It's the same thing at WrestleMania. Your diehards are going to be there no matter what happens. Right. You got to redo them. So that's why... You put them in a feud with people that they're comfortable with, so that they that they, ah, so that they can look the best on main roster TV. That's fair, but I, I like what SmackDown did better because the Gar- Gargano and Ciampa were with the bar. We've never seen that before. I thought that match was much okay, better. That's cool. It 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 looks good. I mean, but you also had Black against um, Almas, which we had seen, which Again, we had seen before. I also think that wasn't a great idea. I think it's a perfect idea. I think Raw's Raw's best was Ricochet. Coming out to save Finn and then being in a tag team match with Finn. They're both very like-minded in-ring wrestlers. And 
they went over. On SmackDown, so in this case, I for Raw, it was the something different. But on SmackDown, it was Andrade vs. Black. It, it, Andrade vs. Black was the best. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, I think it's good. You, you give them some people that they're comfortable with, to make them look the best. It's their first match. Yeah, like that makes sense. You know, you, that's what you have to do. Like, it's like, it's like, it's like, okay, oh, we want something different. We're gonna put Ricochet up against Brock Lesnar in his first debut match. It's not gonna go over well for anybody. Well, of course not. They could have put him with, mm, not Drew, not Corbin. Who the fuck else could they have put him with? Who else is on that exactly. roster? Exactly. Think about it. Also, all right, here's here's a crazy thing. Imagine if Triple H just didn't say anything, and these guys just showed up. Do you know how insane that would have been? That would have been insane. That's what I thought actually happened when you guys were freaking <laughs> on the Patreon chat. Love you guys, by the way. Um, it was, I, was at, I was I was at work. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Well, God damn it. Now I know everything. But it's fine. I loved it. But like we on, on SmackDown, we could have saw like um, Ricochet versus Samoa Joe. I wouldn't have done that. Why not? Something you're, new. You're, you're going to have Samoa Joe, one of the hottest heels you have, leading into WrestleMania, lose to a guy named Ricochet. You already have him. You already have him losing to Mustafa Ali. The, the Rick, the Samoa Joe, AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan, the, the Elimination Chamber competitors who were you feasibly, don't put them up against. You're, you're not going to put them up against NXT talent to take a loss that basically removes them immediately from the conversation. Yeah. yeah, you can't do. You can't do that. Now, you could you could have even put one of Alistair or Ricochet against our truth, the United States. Where's our truth, man? Where's is he injured? Do we know? I, He's been I, on TV in a while. I have no idea. Give Rusev something to do. Ricochet versus Rusev. That would have been good. That would have been or Shins or Shinsuke or, or Shinsuke. Shinsuke. Yeah, that's what I mean. Something new. That, that, Shinsuke would, that Shinsuke smarts, would be new for all of them. can really talk about, like, wow, this is fucking amazing. Let's change really, this. Really because DIY versus the revival isn't something you're going to get, like, fucking hot about? It's going to be great. You know what you're getting with DIY versus Rob. You're going to get a great match. Yeah, I, I know. I expected exactly what we got, like, a watered-down main roster match. But it was a good match regardless. It's a better match than the tag match that we've seen lately. Well, yeah, of course. Then that's what you need, because you're you're going to want something different and better. And the tag matches on Raw have been shit up until the last couple of weeks, and you you know, and now you bring in these guys who can put on a tag match. Hmm. Yeah, it was it was a decent it was a decent showing to say, hey, here's what we got in developmental in the third brand. Here's just a here's just here's a taste of what can happen. But you next. can't be developmental in the third brand. You got to be a brand, or you got to be developmental. But yeah. like, either way, I thought all four were showcased pretty well over the two days. Excited to see what's coming. Let's pivot over to Dean Ambrose. Whatever the fuck he's doing. Is he just going rogue? <laughs> like, well, what is, he, I don't yeah, know what he's doing. He he apparently did go off script with his Slay the Beast thing. I Appar- think that's why Seth Rollins laughed his ass off. But, um, no, like, it, a lot of people, like, are still wondering whether or not uh, his leaving and being announced is a work or not. But he... It, I'm convinced that he is leaving and he's doing the job on the way out, but I, I'm not feeling the way they changed him face again and are now 
having these weird interactions with set like what are you doing here like are you crazy but the when i watched that uh segment play out it made me think of one thing and that's seth is going to have dean and roman in his corner when he slays a beast at wrestlemania i sure hope not um i don't want to see roman i don't want to here's what it is i don't want to see roman like that that's what i mean because it shows, like, then it makes it seem like, oh, Roman couldn't get it done. Which he couldn't get it done. It just weakens the Roman character. I don't want to see him, like, even if he looks, like, good. Like, I don't want to see him with short hair. I don't want to see him with, like, muscle mask uh, on. Uh, I've seen a lot of recent pictures, and uh, his hair's still long. He's worn long shirts, so it, uh, I can't tell about the muscle mask. But he he doesn't look... Death, he doesn't look deathly sick like he's like the chemos had bad effects on him. But I don't want him to have to do TV spots until he's ready to, or almost ready to be in the ring again. What he should do, he should do the Triple H spot from years past. Remember when Triple H first blew out his quad the first time? Mm-hmm. The Madison Square Garden spot. The the Madison That's what Ro- Roman needs. That spot. Roman needs. He's advertised, um, he's coming back to TV, he's not going to do much that first one, he's going to get the final segment, he's going to do his little promo, his welcome back, have some have some asshole interrupt him, like Kurt Angle interrupted, you know, Triple H. He's, he's going to come out to boat ahead and everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jean jacket. <laughs> and, and, instead, of the, instead of the Triple H logo, it's going to be the Roman Reigns Spider-Man logo. Exactly. And then just have him do that. But he doesn't need to be anywhere near WrestleMania or anything like that if he's not ready to do so. I would rather have him be the final segment of Raw after Mania. Mm-hmm. It's also not necessary. Like, no, it's not. Seth, Seth and Brock don't need people in corners. They just need to be Seth and Brock because that's the story Paul Heyman was telling. Which, those promo packages, holy Fantastic. shit. Production, I didn't like production, yeah. production, production. Oh my god, incredible! <laughs> yeah, I wasn't invested into the match, and then because I was like, ah, oh, it's kind of getting shitty. And then then Paul Heyman spoke, and I was like, oh, here we go. <laughs> yeah, so good, so relieving. Paul Heyman, <laughs> Paul Heyman could literally manage anyone, except Cesaro, except you know Curtis Axel, Curtis Axel, <laughs> Big Show. <laughs> is there anyone else he's failed there's a few of them we have like a best of the rest of people part of him is failed managing <laughs> yeah next oh, month God. that's what it is coming coming to a patreon near you we gotta do ask the kings too i got so we got some questions i to, know to mr fretz mr fretz has some tough ones like dude i can't answer this yeah i don't know enough we, there's not enough we need more of our patrons to put freaking questions i need a freaking yeah, danny danny's not on the patreon i, I know danny one dollar what I'm, I'm telling you to become a patreon Neither yeah, I'm, I'm is neither trying. is neither is Skywalker. Neither is villain. Queen B though. Queen B is a shit. We love yo, you. Villain, B. Villains on my villains on my shit list lately. <laughs> yo yo Queen B. I hope your ovaries are alive and well. God, my maybe Lord. that's why Selena Vega blocked you. <laughs> yo bro, our Patreon chat yesterday was getting pretty bad. What about ovaries? And o- stuff? O- ovaries on the floor. Yeah, I was like, "What is going on?" Like Jesus. I need, I, I need to go back, dude. I gotta read that. What? Yeah, our Patreon <laughs> chat is amazing. I know, but I didn't want to. I didn't want to put it on during SmackDown because I still wanted to watch SmackDown. 
Well, at least, yeah, at least you weren't in a staff meeting until, like, half of SmackDown. Yeah, that's all right. No, that, that's my fault. That's my fault, patrons. Keep keep chatting away. Um, let's let's scoot over to SmackDown and talk about Asuka and the... Mandy. The, Mandy. Rose. And what Mandy. I'm going to call the, the destruction of this women's SmackDown belt. It's all oh, right, dude. We're still belt bros. <laughs> I'm really, I'm, I'm really I'm, ashamed. About I'm disgusted. That. Yeah, I'm disgusted. And if uh, if I'm disgusted, that's me putting it lightly. Imagine how super fans of Oscar are like repass. Bret Hart time. Bret Hart time. Bret Hart time. Wrestling is fake, dude. <laughs> it's still real to me, damn it. But yo, I've I've not convinced man if it was had to be one of the two of fire and desire whatever the fuck their tag team is it should be sonya it should be sonya yeah it should be a hundred absolutely a hundred percent but you know vince and his blondes dude Dude, you know w you know wrestlers and his blonde all right so i was listening to mat men the other day and they were talking about tna and they went to the youtube page and how awful it is so they went to the (laughs) most the most viewed youtube video can you guess what it was Scarlet Brodovers or something? It was like it was like a bikini match or like a pillow fight or something ridiculous. Really? Yep. Sex sells, man, especially in wrestling. So you better yeah, goddamn like, believe Manny Rose is getting a push. But like, yeah, there's hot brunettes. Like, look at Gail Kim. Gail Kim's one of the most successful female wrestlers ever. No, I'm not, She's I'm not, not I'm just saying. I'm not saying. I'm not saying. It, I'm not even saying that Sonya Rose isn't attractive. But Manny is certainly getting this push because it'll sell because she's beautiful. And Corey Graves puts her over like no one's business. You thought Corey he was having the affair with? Corey, yeah. well, actually, <laughs> it was the biggest swerve of, of all time. We all thought Corey Graves was having an affair with Mandy. Apparently, he wasn't. Uh, apparently, it was Carmella. Yes. But uh, no. Um. Uh. Like. Uh, Mickey James, if she wasn't on Raw, would be perfect for this. Sonya Deville. We had Mickey James Oscar at uh, Takeover Toronto. Yeah, it would be a nice throwback. The one thing I did find funny about the whole Mandy segment and then getting the win over Asuka, Lacey, Lacey Evans showed up, which I hated. As soon as Sonya Deville got in front of her, Lacey went back. Lacey's scared of lesbians. Really? I'm that's scared kind of lesbians. No, I'm she, not. no, that's like, kind of, like up, that's that's kind of sexist, Dave. Some of them get, yeah, yeah, Dave. Jesus, dude, yeah, Dave, what's go, going go, on? Go, go, what's the matter with you? Go back on your high horse. Yeah, go back. Go back and watch the uh, clip. It literally looks like Lacey Evans is so homophobic that she had to turn around. All right, no more Lacey Evans talk. We've had enough of it. It's gonna be a great clip. I can't wait, but no more. Like a lady. Like a lady. Like a like a like, like, like a lady. A lady. But, yeah, but no. This, 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 like a lady. this is a situation here where I'm just like, damn it, I hate being right. It's this, it, it, the it's Oscar so disgusting. Belt is just, it's it's. I want to say it's disgusting. I'm not disgusted. I don't care that much. But I mean, it's like it's it's a, it's a shame. It's it's because they, they they put all their they put all their money on the triple threat, which is great. But like it's an unbalanced. Like you can still have two elite great matches. <laughs> By giving Asuka a formidable opponent. And like we've said for the past year, Charlotte Asuka was was the best match on at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. So you actually, do it's, ex- it's funny you mentioned that, Ricky, because um, me and Nate have the actual ticket from WrestleMania. I'm trying to convince Christian to come down. And yeah. he texted me the other day. He's just like, yo, I'm thinking about it. It's a good deal. 
but I gotta see how the mid card comes out with. But what the mid card comes with, I'm like, yeah, you might be a little disappointed. Like, <laughs> I think the, the, the it's it's this year's WrestleMania is very very top heavy. Yes. Right now it is. Right, of course, right now it is. But like, I'm I'm a little fearful. What are they gonna do in the main card? That's why I think a Sasha Bailey mega feud would have been huge for the mid card. Um, but yes. now it's it, Miz and Shane's not gonna carry it. Whatever Oscar's feeling, that's not gonna carry it. Braun Strowman against McIntyre's not gonna carry it. Cena versus Lars wasn't gonna carry it. But now we don't even know what Cena's doing. We don't know what Taker's doing. We don't know what Finn's doing. Like they need something in his mid card to give it some oomph. And it's Someone's, it's not. We need a surprise comeback. Well, KO, Batista, KO maybe. Batista's gonna do it. <laughs> no, uh, uh, I, I think I think I think we're gonna be getting the Batista Triple H match. Um, KO with these vignettes and how much we're getting to them, I think he's coming back and he's being shot right into that WWE title picture with Daniel Bryan. Finn, um, with the IC, I don't know, but I forget which one of you guys said it a week or two ago. I would like to see a single ladder ladder match against who? I don't know. That was me. Yeah, like a but one, uh, a classic one-on-one ladder match. Yeah, but not not involving Lashley or Leo Rush. Like I, I said, KO. I said KO and Finn in a one-on-one ladder match. I I mean, they did it at Takeover Brooklyn One. Yeah, uh, they did, but it it it. I think I think KO's much better for the Daniel Bryan match than the Finn match. Unless you bring back Sami Zayn, we have not heard a shit out of yeah. Out of Sami Zayn. We have we haven't heard anything from Sami Zayn, uh. So I I don't think he's gonna be till after Mania. Heard nothing um, from Bray. Bray, which is weird. Like, but then again, we haven't seen JoJo either. So I think he may have gotten her uh, pregnant. Oh, um, lucky bastard. Because we literally haven't seen either of them, and I know Bray's been cleared. We haven't seen Luke Harper. I'm still convinced Luke Harper is going to be in that um, Save the World faction. Seattle's also, you know, you know, we have a lot of we have a lot of top heavy right now. It's because for the most part, our our championship feuds haven't been solidified. I mean, yes, we solidified Raw and Raw Universal and Raw Women's. We haven't solidified, as of right now, SmackDown WWE Championship and SmackDown Women's yet. And I oh, think when that goes... Either in, the mid-cards, either the tag, we're finding out... Once, then I think you have, to start, like, you have to start with the top first. And then once that, like once Daniel Bryan solidifies his WrestleMania feud, then you're going to see, like, all right, what is AJ doing? What is Samoa Joe doing? But Well, I mean, with the Daniel Bryan thing... That's not going to be solidified until after Fastlane. So, so then you're telling me that they're going to like they they need to start getting some of these feuds like going now. And uh, they 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 really backed themselves into a corner with like the with this mania. And I, mean, I think they're banking on a. I think they're banking on a lot of from the top card, which is what you should do anyways. Your top people should be able to put on the most memorable matches. However, I think they're waiting on some more cookies to crumble. It seems like it could be rushed, but I feel like there are a lot more surprises 
coming, <clears throat> excuse me, coming down the road as we go into WrestleMania. We're six weeks out. That's like, it's short, but it's still a lot of time for things to happen. Six rows, six SmackDowns, one pay-per-view. Yeah, it's, it's still a lot of time for things to happen. And I think as we go back to the NXT call-up stuff, I think the NXT calls may be a fail-safe. I it mean, could be. It, 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 it could it, be. I, I wouldn't mind seeing Alistair in, insert one of the four against Finn. I don't think R-Truth carries the U.S. title to Mania. He carries it to the pre-show. Who? No, no, I don't, I don't think he's going to be champion come Mania. Oh, you think he drops before? I, I, especially, like, it, he's off. Like, I understand if you don't have something for them, but he, he he's the champion. So, it, if, like, I think it was weird putting the belt on him in the first place. And not um, pushing it, him. And then, you, and then you have, like, the strange bedfellows thing going with, um... Shinsuke and Rusev, so are they going to be facing the Usos at Mania? Cause, that would be fun. Because, I mean, we're, we know we're getting Miz versus Shane. Okay. We don't know who we're going to see AJ with. We've seen we've seen him against Joe. We've seen we him against Shinsuke. We don't know who Shinsuke. a New Day's going to do. Yeah. We don't know. I, I, I still think that we might see... Uh, Short New Day feud. I that I don't think it would make sense for the characters whole. No, we're 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 basically booking out the whole Mania card. I don't think the New Day will be in a match together on the same side come Mania. On the same side, you think you're gonna fight uh, against uh, each other? Uh, I I I think Kofi, I think Kofi against Biggie. Why? No, no, you're all wrong, guys. This is what's gonna happen. We're gonna have Xavier in the corner of Ronda Rousey, Biggie in the corner of Charlotte, <laughs> and the other one in the corner of the other one. A pancake. Oh, wait, in every wait, wait. So, so, so we're, we're getting a McMahon pancake in every corner? No, no McMahon. That's not happening. Do, uh, it. I don't know. Triple H put over Becky really well. I did Raw. notice that, and I was like, God damn it! I hope they're not right. Yeah. So let, let's 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 get rid of that. Let's talk about a little bit about the first Hall of Fame inductees. The other big oh news my that dropped this God. week. Oh my God. Are the, you ready? Not the Debbie Downer that Dave started off the show with, with Ty Dillinger asking for his release. Oh, uh, sad face. We still win Twitter with our, uh, our pinned tweet. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's It's the greatest thing true. Ty Dillinger ever did. You got pinned you. on Twitter. Yes, thank you, Danny Nolan. Um, but uh, DX got into the Hall of Fame. I, my question Triple is... Triple H members of DX. Triple H... I think I think that's a headliner. Potentially. I hope not. You have DX. You have Shawn Michaels getting his second ring. Correct. First as individual, second being in a fashion. Triple H getting his first. You have X-Pac, Road Dog, Badass Billy Gunn, and China. China. Which is a big deal considering... They've talked like she wasn't going to be getting it due to her out her outside of the ring endeavors, which is but outrageous. I, I agree. Sunny's still Sunny's still in the Hall of Fame, and she's doing <laughs> Skype for pay. It's weird, um, but it's awesome. I'm 
curious on why this was the first announcement. Uh, I I was expecting because you got to compete against the G one Supercard. I mean, where's my phone? Also, I mean, could you imagine if DX invades Madison Square Garden? <laughs> oh my the god! Down. They roll in the tank in the Midtown before a G one Super. Yo, yo, but but <laughs> it, 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 it's 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 kind of funny that you you mentioned that. There's a whole other thing that I want to bring up, and it it give me a minute of AEW talk. Billy Gun Billy Gunn is now a producer slash agent for AEW. It's because he did roids and got. It's because Billy Gunn did like roids and got caught and got fired from the performance center. Yeah, yeah, no, but like, so it's it's like I'm I'm interested because I thought like it would have this would have maybe waited a couple years till like he wasn't with them anymore. Like he was just announced as a producer slash agent for them at uh the double or nothing announcement, which was less than a month ago so and then everybody's joking around on twitter on if what shirt is he gonna wear is he gonna wear new age outlaws dx or AEW? no maybe he's gonna he'll wear get, fucking suits maybe he'll <laughs> maybe he'll he get asked butt to, ass naked yo maybe <laughs> maybe he'll get asked to leave by security or turn his shirt inside <laughs> out i don't know but uh we all knew d generation x was going in um it's curious because Triple H, while not a full-time competitor, still does compete. So I would have maybe wanted to see him end his in-ring career and go in individually first. I but mean, that, Flair that's just the same thing. That's just semantics. Um, well, I mean, Ric Flair had lost the match, uh, career-ending match in WWE, then he wrestled in TNA, so... Yeah, that that's also an issue as well. Yeah, Here's another yeah. thing that I think is interesting too. The um we did not include Rick Rude as part of the DX. Why would they? People getting. Rick Rude is still the one of the founding members of Degeneration yeah, X. Yeah, but he was there for like a month. But he's the reason that they were able to do the shit that they did. If you think if you look back at that storyline, Rick Rude is the heater before China. All right, Ricky. Should Horn swoggle? Hornswoggle was... He was oh, in DX. Remember remember the midget court? I wasn't there. For, I didn't watch wrestling at the time. Oh, well, he was there. I'm telling you. We're built bros. I'm not going to lie to you. Hornswoggle was also the raw general manager. Anonymous. <laughs> yes. So should, so should Hornswoggle be part of the DX Hall of Fame? No? That version, Great. That version, Moving on. No, no, no. Actually, no. That version of DX actually isn't getting put in. They're putting in the two original versions of DX. It's all of DX. In, it's the whole it's thing. Not, no, it's not all of DX. No, 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 no. That's like saying, all right, no. three years of Shawn Michaels' career is no. in the Hall of okay. Fame. Listen, listen. Uh, uh, original version, DX is Triple A, Shawn Michaels, China. And Rick uh, Rude. And Rick the, Rude. And Rick Rude. Rick Rude. Shawn, Ma- yes. Shawn Michaels got injured, lost his smile, left the company, yada, yada, yada. Triple H, H reinvigorated it. He added X-Pac and the New Age Outlaws. All yes. Right. And Tori. I want pre Shawn Michaels in the Hall of Fame well, and post Drew. Well, well, also, what version of the Four Horsemen got into the Hall of Fame? The original. Exactly. You All can right. put in different versions of the Hall of Fame. Yeah, it, well, it's not, it, not going to be two different versions Rick, of the Hall of Fame. They just it, did it with DX. 
But you didn't include Rick Rude. And Rick Rude's the reason at the beginning of DX that DX gets, gets around and being able to do what they do. Yeah, but this is all of them. This is all of DX. But all, Rick Rude like, is part of the, DX. The, but what was the, what was the well, third? Question, what was the third question. If NWO gets in, does Xbox go in at six? No, that that was WCW. But that was doesn't matter. They put in WCW guys before. All right, so they put in Booker T. Is Chris Benoit in the Hall of Fame as Four Horsemen then? No, because they only have one Four Horsemen. No, it's not because it was WCW. Ric Flair's Ric Flair, Hulk Hogan, Booker T's biggest fame was in WCW. Wasn't in WWE. He still got in. Yeah, but he also had a Diamond Dallas Page. Diamond Dallas Page had a shit career in WWE. His big fame was in WCW. Sting got in. He's WCW. Don't give me that bullshit argument. Think harder. You're a year older. All right, so uh, Hornswoggle was in DX Hall of Fame then. No, because you said no, no, no. No, no. Because the two versions are the original versions. The version I just talking about with Hornswoggle is when Michaels and Triple H came back and they were two DX members. Oh, well, Rick not, the not there. So I guess this is just 1998 after WrestleMania 14 then. DX. No, after WrestleMania, after WrestleMania 14 is when Sean left. It's when Sean... Okay, it's... Oh, that's a fuck you. You're right. Okay. No, but then he was back in the second version of DX. No, he wasn't. In the early 2000s with the, with the Spirit Squad? Yeah, that was just Triple H. That, <laughs> that was the third version of DX. After their feud, they okay, came right, back together version. as DX. So the fourth version is with Hornswoggle. Yeah, but you're talking about the original two so versions. So this, and, so this is the middle the original, two versions. This is the middle no, two the, versions. No, the first two. Yeah, the first version was with Rick, with, 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 with Rick Rude. He's not there, so this is the middle two versions by your Rick logic. Rude ended up leaving in the middle of the first feud, and then no, he was uh, on WCW. Okay, I... And he I joined think... the NWO. And you can also argue that Rick Rude should be part of the NWO Hall of Fame when they get in. You know who else in the NWO? Shawn Michaels. You know who when, else was in it? Booker, Booker T. T. The, the big N- show. When the NWO goes in, it's just going to be Hogan, Hall, and Nash, as it should be. Yeah, just saying, but you can still say, but that's the original NWO right there. That's a version, and the original DX had Rick Rude in it. Yeah, I don't think he should be. When you think of Rick Rude, the last thing I forgot he was in DX. When I think of Rick Rude originally, I think of the guy who was the money behind the Generation X and being the guy that was protecting them. I I think think of this on storyline. When I think of Rick Rude, I don't think of DX. I just think of him by himself as ravishing Rick Rude. Yes. But indeed. like when I was but like when I was growing up and watching wrestling and DX was the hottest thing around, guess who was the guy that was protecting them as like their bodyguard? It's Rick fucking Rude. Yeah, he's kinda of stood in the back and smiled. You you learn you contact. learn about Rick Rude's history after the fact. Mm. No. Mm. I still say you can put an argument. Rick Rude was there for the formation. He's there when you watch your Monday Night Watch. Rick Rude is there. Yeah, of course he's there. Is he in the whole? Is he in the whole fame by himself yet? Yes. Yes. Okay. He so, a, didn't he so, get him last year? Years. Yeah. Or last year. Oh, is, is, so I mean, I don't know what kind of relationship they they had, but also they're both uh, him and China are deceased. So. I don't think they're going to have a single induction to have two deceased honorees. Um, no. That's just sem- that's just semantics, but I don't think I don't think them being dead or alive has to do with it. They're probably going on the most popular members of DX. I mean, Rick, you could say Rick, would you say wasn't as popular? Yeah. Um, in that first iteration. That could be your argument, <coughs> but he was still there. I mean, I think if you're gonna put in the a founding member of DX or part of that founding formation, Rick Rude's right there. DX China really, had DX really China had to be off, argued though, in. At, DX really took off after one. China got a boob job. 
and two, Rick Rude left. Also, when, when they brought in China, but China wasn't originally there. Yeah, she attacked Marlena from the crowd. Um, in yeah, the, but China, yeah, but China was, Rick Rude was there before China. Was she? Then they, was brought in, then they brought in China as the actual heater. I'll let you know next year when I get there. Wrestle Wars. <laughs> You're never going to get there. <laughs> <laughs> You're never going to get there. Yo, WCW skipped a week in April of 96. I was so happy. I couldn't believe it. Really? Yep. <laughs> Why'd they skip a week? Uh, they got preempted for some reason. Oh. Like, you know, we'll get preempted for the Westminster Dog Show. Fucking dog show, yeah. yeah. It was like one of those. Um, <laughs> oh, that so sucks. I'm so happy because April WCW is, well, it's, it's going to get better. It's almost better. It's, it's, like, getting there. it's like the Heidi Bowl. Yeah. So, Ricky, you ready for tweets? Uh, yes, I am. I'm ready, willing, and gable. All right, we'll get the tweets when we get back right after the break. What up, fam? It's your boy, JC Bones. And I'm Johnny Smarts in the house. And it's me, the gloriously handsome Doc Haas. And we are the 4th Wall WrestleCast. Starting January 5th, you can find us on the Wrestle Addict Radio Network on rantwithant.com. Come be a part of the biggest draw for the critics, the marks, the casual, and the hardcore. Tweets. It's time for this week's Top 5 Tweets, Tip of the Crown, featuring King Ricky. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is King Ricky Rose here with my top five favorite tweets of the week. Hashtag tip of the crowns. So let's get into it. My number five favorite tweet of the week comes from our good friend from the Who Got Next podcast, MJ at MJ underscore Santi with two eyes, two eyes at Santi. Um, MJ goes, my husband says, it's a good thing Triple H announced Ricochet would be on tonight, because if he just came out as a surprise, you probably would have broke stuff from excitement. So for our own safety, it worked out. (laughs) Smart man. At least wasn't Jeff Hardy. Well, yeah, that's right. She'd be dancing all over the place. My God. My number four favorite tweet of the week comes from Mikey Likey Wrestling. (laughs) (laughs) The correct term is whipwreck. No, at at Wrestle Watcher on Twitter, and he goes, "Wow, not only NXT, but main event has showed up on Raw too." That's also in relation to Lacey Evans, <laughs> right? Um, so my number three favorite tweet of the week comes from R Dream at WWE R Dream on Twitter, and they say, in all caps, grab snacks. Drinks, your pets, wake your grandparents up, DIY, DIY versus the revival, it's happening. Tag team effing wrestling. So fucking good. Never my number two favorite tweet of the week comes from Nick I want TS7 Wrestling Nerd at Fearless <laughs> at Fearless Riot on Twitter. Some of these names amuse the crap out of me. Right. And it's a <laughs> it's a picture of Bobby Lashley with his hands in the air and a look of disgust and he goes, What do you mean you ate my pizza? I had it in the back of the fridge for a reason. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> my number my number one favorite tweet of the week, I called it on Monday, it comes from Rassle Rap. At Rassle Rap on, on Twitter. And they said, Elias might have signed to CTE Records tonight after that Black Mass. Dude, I love the Black Mass. 
So good. Ladies and gentlemen, that was my top five favorite tweets of the week. Hashtag tip of the crown. If you want to be a part of this amazing segment and get recognized on a podcast for pretty much doing what you do all the time, use hashtag tip of the crown doing Raw Smackdown, NXT 205 Live, whenever Dave thinks he's, someone's going to sign to AEW, and much more. It's all going to be archived in our memory section on our own Twitter account with Tip of the Crown from 2019. Will, back to you, sir. Good job, Belt Bro. You killed it. No problem, Belt Bro. Thank you. Click <laughs> me. Bros. Click me, bro. Click me, bro. Top guys Click me. out. We'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, so All right, guys. Any, any last shenanigans we need to talk about? Um, announcements. And King of uh, uh, once again, uh, don't forget to enter our KOTR rewards this month. Uh, this month, one lucky winner will receive a autographed picture of the Young Bucks and an autographed Funko Pop of the SmackDown Women's Champion, Asuka. To enter, use our hashtag, buy our merch and show us proof, or sign up to become a Patreon. You know you want to, and I will be drawing... Uh, the winner on midnight of the 28th going into March 1st. So get your, uh, get your submissions in. Pretty much have and, pretty much have less of the week. Also, Dave, I will tell you this right now because it's been going across all of social media, um, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. This is probably the most anticipated, um, prize giveaway that we've ever had. So, How many, give us your how, money, $5, almost guarantees you, <laughs> guarantees you to get this. That's Mr. Fretz has something to say about it. And you get great content like Wrestle Wars. Uh, you get great content like Dave's show. You get great content like Tip the Crown early. All of our stuff early. Uh, and Watch the Throne. Watch the Throne. Axe ask the Kings. You get to kill us. Um, it's going to be great. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I had to take the week off, but last week's episode will be... Uh, going this week and once again it will be discussing what happened at the last new beginning show and what it means for the main event of the ring of honor new japan g1 supercard still not going to talk about it here you guys need to sign up and uh give us your money for that but it is motherfucking awesome yeah, I really know. I really know announcements. I mean, I bought some new merch um, from the shop because it was buy one get one for a dollar. Uh, that's pr- it's pretty much it. Let's go into King of the Night. Oh yeah, we do that. I forgot. King yeah, of the we night. do. All right, fuck. A lot of good things happened this week. But you know what? I'm still gonna give it to Kofi Kingston. Mm. Because out of nowhere, like it's, I said it earlier, nothing's better than organic storytelling. And this is as organic as Whole Foods before Amazon bought them out. <laughs> now we're just cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's hard to not. It's hard to not pick Kofi, man. Like, I didn't know. Like, it, he had the Gala match, like a great spot, one time thing, and then they just let him go. You know, in the in the elimination chamber. The, uh, actually, fuck it. I'm gonna just be just be the political guy here and give it to Sasha and Bailey first ever. Women's Tag Team Champions. I mean, you already gave it to Kofi. Kofi's kind of a given at this point. I'll give it to Sasha and Bailey. Her several women's tag team. (coughs) It gives them something to do now. It puts them back in, you know, a a bigger light. Prominence. Prominence. And they could get the legend spot at Mania. Oh, that'd be great. Besties, best for business. Yes, fucking please. Yeah, they can get the Mania Um, spot. 
the Legend Spot at Mania, which will be fine. Uh, mine, uh, I'm gonna go with, uh, Finn Balor, cause, uh, Finn we, finally see, we finally see him draped in gold again, uh, he went up in a, he won it in a handicap match, and we're seeing a little dissension between, uh, Leo and Bobby, but I think Finn with the title, like, I'm really seeing a lot of similarities between his and... Seth's beginning of the years, and uh, I would like to see him take this title, do what Seth did, and even more so, I'm still hoping that we find the demon again, I'm still looking for my dad, Paul Ellering, that's not looking good, but uh, yeah, no, it's great to see Finn with gold around his waist, and uh, hopefully I can get him, I now can get him to sign that belt one of these days. Yeah. And with that, let's cue that music. Trademark infringement. Yeah, got that yeah I want to see proof. Right Clink me. me. Where's your belt, Dave? Clankly, not here. Bro. Oh, Clink, bro. Let's go. Oh, he's oh. on the belt, bro. There is no nope, belt. not today. He, he, he not today. He, he says he has seven, but right now he's got I zero. I see zero. Niente, bitch. Niente. That's Italian for none. <laughs> uh, Alright, thank you. I, I had no clue. Yep. K-O-T-R <laughs> underscore podcast. Niente is a new thing. Um, I've been saying niente a lot. It's weird. Instead of or nada or no mas or no bueno. It's now it's niente. K-O-T-R underscore podcast. Anyone everywhere podcasts can be found. I thought social media a lot. King Swings podcast. Anyone everywhere shows. <laughs> Fuck me. Wow. Yeah, just, right? Alright, alright. Pass it there, pass it I'm pulling Triple H on Raw. I'm pulling Triple H on Raw. Alright. Strike that, reverse it. KOTR underscore podcast on across all social media platforms. There we go. Kings of the Rings podcast. Like anywhere podcasts can be found. Wrestle Addict Radio. Rant with Ant. It's going to be crazy. A lot of big things happening. WrestleMania week. So stay tuned for all that shenanigans. Of course, join our Patreon where $1 gets you everything early plus some exclusive content. Uh, $3 gets you monthly shows plus all these things early plus exclusive content. $5 a month gets you exclusive weekly shows. Everything early, everything in the other. It's like the, it's like the three rules, three rules of robotics. Yes. Jason Thomas, A R A S H U K. I robot now. Dave, you like I robot? <laughs> uh, wait, the one with Will Smith? Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's a really good movie. Wait. But it's the dustiest man in the game, Davey Eight Belts, your favorite member of the KOTR team, according to my Twitter followers. I but, well actually but, from, according from to my truly, according to my sixteen hundred Twitter followers. Uh, hey, Dave, sorry, that that's pod that's podcast, not your individual. Thank you very everybody much. Know, Goodbye and good night. Bang, you're dead. Yeah, yeah, no, according to my over, I don't know, with my aggregate accounts, including Wrestle Addict Radio, which I am the general manager of, including Kings of Greatness Podcast, which I'm the executive producer of, and social media management, because Dave, because Dave couldn't do his job with his 200 followers, and my, you know, my general accounts at Ambassador Biggs, I feel like I'm the most popular, most well-followed person across all 
social media, and that's why they call me King Ricky Rose. Ladies and gentlemen, find me at Ambassador Biggs personally, KOTR underscore podcast, everywhere else, because Dave doesn't want to use any of our social media, and neither does well. So I take the reins, I run the show, I run the party, and shout out to all of our Patreon people. Will. Back to you, sir. Yeah, dude, I'm the annoying one. I think that was pride. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to shut the fuck up. You know what else? If I, if I didn't stop talking, we wouldn't have an episode title. We would not be belt bros, Ricky. You can thank Clink me later. Me. Clank me, bro. Clink. Clink me. All oh. right, guys. That'll do it for another week of Furiosity. This belt is fucking heavy and it's cold. But we're the kings <laughs> of the rings. Let's probably close my window. Yeah. But you know what? I'll do it next week. Because we'll see you next week. Fuck that belt. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs>